Hi, and thanks for joining us on a new episode of the Bees and Honey podcast. Today we're speaking with Matt Nuccio. I think the Italians would pronounce it Nuccio, but uh, he's in America, so they pronounce it Nuccio. And he's uh, one of the leading figures in the toy world. In addition to his design work, he also does a lot of sketching and painting of his own. And he has an upcoming exhibition with the Toy Fair next year, 2021. So listen in as he talks about his creative process and gives us some background info on the toy industry. Hi, Matt. Hello, how are you? <laughs> good, I'm good. So I hope you got your comfy chair now. Uh, yes, yes, I am very comfortable at the moment. So this is, this will work out well. Perfect. So tell me again what you've been up to, because I was asking you in terms of music, art, design, and you mentioned something about Houdini. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, it's a totally random thing. So as, as you are aware, we are a toy development company, which means we have, you know, we, we cast a lot of things in resin and whatnot. So one of my clients owns a toy company in the city, but they also own the Houdini Museum. And they needed me to do a cast of Houdini's Grave Bust, which is not the original Grave Bust, but the one that was there in 19, I think, until it was stolen in 1974 and recovered in 1983 by the by the New York Police Department. And then he and he has that Grave Bust in the museum. So he asked me if I could cast it. So I did. But then I had I made an extra cast for myself. And I just spray painted it like totally like as if it's been completely vandalized and, and with all bright colors and not. And it's now sitting in my apartment. Oh, very, very cool. So is that going to be part of the Halloween decorations? Uh, perhaps. Yeah, it, it is a cool piece. It's for sure. I mean, it's his actual great. Well, it's a cast of his actual grave bust. It's sat on, you know, so it's a little creepy. And, you know, Houdini, he was didn't believe in the afterlife. I don't know how much you know about him, but he was big into debunking all of that. That he, he was uh, actually almost killed a handful of times by spiritualists who were getting irritated that he was um, debunking their their tricks. So it, uh-huh. yeah, it's it's a whole podcast unto itself. So we can we'll, we'll skirt that. But but that was uh, that was my morning. So I woke up and I you know rattled around a, a few cans of Krylon and spray painted some some Houdini bus, and then followed by that was. Uh, Meetings with Hasbro, working on some uh, Monopoly and Clue items, which I can't get too far into. Yeah. Some fun uh, variations of those which we're working on. And then music. I haven't really played music just yet, but it's, it's early enough. It's Friday. I'll get home. I'll play something. <laughs> okay, good. And recently you mentioned uh, the toy world and the art world would be coinciding in an exhibition that you've been invited to do. You want to tell us a little bit about it and how the exhibition came about and what you'll be doing for that? Sure. So the Toy Association, which is the, the trade association for the toy industry, uh, holds every year the New York Toy Fair, which is the largest show in the United States, not the largest toy show in the world. That's actually in Nuremberg, Germany, but the largest toy show in the U.S. is the New York Toy Fair, which is held at J- Jacob Javits Center. And they start last year. They started doing. Uh, they did a small art exposition exhibition um, of some photographer who had done some fun stuff with some action figures. It was actually it was a cute show. It was it was well well done. 
and but that had some good success but there were smaller pieces and the toy industry tends to they do these shows to also raise money for you know for children's causes so mm-hmm. and then the woman who runs those shows she she follows me on instagram and she had noticed uh painting that i had done of the ideal toys factory uh a fa- a logo ideal toys mm-hmm. logo mm-hmm. and then she she messaged me to find out where I got it. And I was like, I got it from my head. I made it. <laughs> <laughs> and my hand. Yeah. Yes. Did that. Yes. And then she's like, wow, do you have any other? And then she, she, you know, she, I mean, she obviously knows me as a toy designer. You know, that's, that's what I'm known for. Mm-hmm. But then she wanted to see some of my other work and she's like, wow, you know, we should do the, well, this year's show will highlight me that she wanted to do the show because you know i do big my my work's relatively large um right books of course but uh so yeah so we were were supposed to happen in february (laughs) at at the javits Mm -hmm. center but the the show looks like it's being pushed back now to i believe uh it's like may or june so it'll be at the javits center i'll be uh it's a solo show uh in part of the new york toy fair Okay, so that means, uh, because I remember you mentioned it before, that it's very private, the toy fair. You know, all these trade secrets are kept under wraps, so they, they're very tight about who they allow in. So I guess it will only be for the toy industry to see the exhibition. Is that correct? Well, the exhibition actually is in the lobby of the, of the Jacob Javits Center. So if you're familiar with the Jacobs Javits Center, above the food court mm-hmm. main level, there's a... Uh, there's sort of the, I guess it's a balcony of sorts. It's, it's fairly, mm-hmm. so the exhibition would be there. So it's not, you don't have to be in, you don't have to have a badge to get into that section. So you could, it's in the lobby of the, of the Javits Center. So that part you can get into. Perfect. So everyone can go see it if they want to. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. So tell me how this uh, whole pandemic, you just said the fair has been pushed back, I guess, from February 2021 to May or June mm-hmm. uh, 2021. Yeah, it's it is a well, like the whole world's in a weird, weird situation The the toy industry was off to a rocky start in 2020 to begin with. Um, so there's a bunch of, well, there's a bunch of trade shows around the world. And every year, the trade mm-hmm. show season starts with the Hong Kong Toy Show, which is a few, starts mm-hmm. a few days after uh, New Year's. But this, mm-hmm. 2020, by the time that was coming around, a lot of people were canceling their trips because of the, not because of the pandemic, because that hadn't quite, you know, been big news. It yeah, 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 it was the protests that were going on in Hong Kong that were scaring everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. at, at, you know, a few weeks or earlier than that, the, you know, the rioters, you know clashed against the police and the, the students were uh, trapped in the university over there and there were you know cars were on fire and windows were being smashed and you know all that right. you know, the polytech which is where, where that happens is right in the center of the toy district of hong kong so a lot of people canceled that trip so next thing you know we're like okay well it's the first time i've missed the hong kong toy show in 20 years wow right and I, and I look forward to that show because, you know, I lived in Hong Kong for a while and, and, and I have a lot of friends in Hong Kong and we've had offices there and it's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a great city. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, and it's part of my routine, but so that got canceled. So next thing, next show after that is the Nuremberg show, which is the largest toy show in the world. Um, 
Mm-hmm. The, the New York Toy Show, which is all of Javits, that's encompassing mm-hmm. higher of Javits, is one tenth the size of the Nuremberg Show. That's a wow, wow, right? Wow. So, but at that show, when we arrived to that, which was at the end of January, uh, everyone was already very COVID was sort of bubbling up. People were like, oh no, like this is a little freaky. But we were still hopping mm-hmm. on planes and going. But I remember going through the the China Pavilion at, in Nuremberg. They have their own hall. It's not even a pavilion. It's their, the China Hall. Uh, and <laughs> nobody was there. Like, no Westerners were there at all. They were all scared to, to catch uh, COVID. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So it was, it was a little nerve-wracking. I remember, uh, I remember I had a cut. I accidentally found myself in it because I was just, like, turning corners. And I, myself, was, like, pulling my shirt over my face to sort of run through it as quick as I could. (laughs) And the weird thing is at the time I felt like I, I, I'm like, I look so racist right now. Like, (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) Right. You know, Uh, know, luckily though, I I squint pretty heavy. A lot of people think I'm half Asian. So. (laughs) Yes. You definitely could pass uh, for Asian. Like your boys. Yes. 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 Well, they are half Asian, so they can definitely pull that up. (laughs) Yes. So, uh, but and so tell. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to say. So then that happened. And then New York Toy Fair happened, and then that was it. No more shows. Like New York Toy Fair was the last show at Javits in in twenty. Right. So it's been crazy. And tell me about uh, the music because I know you had the band, and I guess you guys haven't been meeting regularly anymore. Yeah, that's been really, really difficult. So yeah, so the band. It, it's pretty much, I guess, I guess we can say we're defunct at this point because all this went down and all we we stopped playing and obviously there's no places to play and you know we we would play all throughout Manhattan and and you know we love to play the bitter end you know oh wow and that's you know going to be no longer if it isn't already closed down I know there was a big issue there and all these live music venues I mean that's it's horrible you know and no no one's going out to see live shows and I feel like a lot of those bars. We're only doing live music because they were struggling to begin with. It was a way to bring people in. Right. Yeah. And then after that, you know, we're like, yeah, we can still jam together. You know, now we're starting to think about doing that. And then my drummer up and tells me that he's moving to Los Angeles. So. <laughs> yeah, because he wants to have some more sun and some more fresh. Air. Right, right. Or at least breathe in some ash from whatever fire. Oh God! I mean, it's if we there's nowhere to go without something like really uh, horrible in our midst. It's it's yes, yes. The, it, yeah. we're, we're living in the rapture. Yes. <laughs> the, well, it's so funny because I have a friend from the south, you know, and he every time I see him, he asks me where can I go for live music. I'm like, dude, you moved to New York at the time where there's no live music <laughs> at all, hardly. Yeah, yeah, that's it's hard. You know what do you yeah. I, I, New York is so. I mean, you're there. It, it's it's ghost mm-hmm. town. You know, it, it's it's parts of New York are scary. Have, have you walked over by Penn Station at all? Jeez. Uh yeah, I was there. I think a few weeks ago. I mean, during the day, of course. I'm not going out much at night, and certainly not walking around much. I mean, just my neighborhood. But I mean, there's stuff happening. I've been out with friends in New York as well. I I mean, nothing like a live performance, but other things you know people meet with their friends nonetheless yes this, this is true i mean we met for drinks a few weeks back yeah I and mean, you, you can there's the small gathering still sort of works 
Yeah, exactly. And I mean, these social clubs that have their members and uh, their tracking or whatever it is they do to keep tag of who's in there. But um, getting back to the toy business, tell us about the awards that you guys are um, nominated for, the Tagi Awards, I guess. Yes, we're nominated for two uh, Tagi Awards this year, which is uh, Toy Toy and Games of the Year, which is sort of our Oscar or Academy Award or whichever whichever one you want to choose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so we got nominated for two of those this year the 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 taggies usually the, those that takes place in chicago every single year and the 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 entire industry comes together and it's a black tie event you, you know, sit down it's and you know there's a state there's a there's a big production just like the academy awards and it over a few hours and you know last year we got nominated for our first which was great um we did not win uh this year, though, we uh, we got nominated for two, which was which was a good feeling. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about that. So we're uh, one was just simply for being uh, nominated for being a like supplier of the year, like a vendor, just being like you know a top notch design studio that that uh, we mm-hmm. nice to be recognized just for that alone. And then the other one is for a product that we did with Fisher Price, which is a a uh, Gotham City pop up playset for uh, for Batman for their Imagine X line. Nice. So this is going to be virtual, I guess. There's no Chicago happening uh, right now, I imagine. Right. So if, if you're, if you if, if, if listeners out there are interested, they should go to, uh, they should get, check it out. It's, it's, it was, originally was called the Chicago Toy and Game Group, which, uh, mm-hmm. but this, like about two months ago, they, they finally rebranded themselves because it's become much bigger than just Chicago. Now it's called uh, People of Play. So, uh, you know, find that online, sign up and, uh, you know, check it out. Because the, the greatest thing about the People of Play events is that they are very welcoming to inventors or designers who are outside of the industry looking to get in. They give them an opportunity to meet with, uh, you know, industry executives and industry legends and, and learn about processes and, and how toys are designed and marketed and, and licensed. Well, definitely I will get that from you uh after we're done with the call because it sounds like the opposite of what we said about the toy fair so the toy fair is closed but this yes is open. yes this is this is very much true that that's why you know this the people play event which is successful because it allows it allows people to come in who, who can't get to the door at toy fair i mean my entire life and I, well my entire professional life at least you know i've had friends and family begging me to get them into the toy fair i'm like i can't and it's not because they don't want to like I just, they're so guarded you know yeah yeah i'm sure i like i was one of those in february asking <laughs> for a pass because i just felt like it's time to like explore another world and see how art can be uh implemented in other areas and oh other and the fields. toy industry is a great place to look at art i mean it's it's people until you've walked a toy fair or or truly been in some magnificent toy store you you fail to realize that toys are copies of just about everything in the adult world, right? So, and they're all stylized, and they're stylized to different degrees. You get you can get dolls that are porcelain, beautiful, like you know that that costs you know thousands of dollars for collectors, and then you can get a like a cheap you know plastic doll that's got you know giant eyes and you know long hair for combing and then of course this this game packaging artwork is is probably at 
at, at a Zenith right now. It, it's, uh, if you go to Target or Walmart and you walk down those aisles and you look at what's being done mm-hmm. on game packaging, it's, it's magnificent. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's become like, like 30 years ago, it would just say like, it'd be, you know, a little quirky and, you know, see what the game does and, you know, very formulaic. Now it's become sort of the way book jackets are done. It is, you know, some very sophisticated design going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, talking about those dolls and stuff, I recently looked at one for Halloween. It's uh, made by Mattel and it was a, I guess, limited edition uh, Dia de los Muertos. So it's a Latin American looking doll with her face painted mm-hmm. for the uh, Day of the Dead. And it was selling for $400 second hand. Yep. Like it was still in the box, but it was expensive. Yeah, well, there's, there's, a, there's a big demand for, for that sort of stuff. I mean, actually, the horror toys do pretty darn well. When I, uh, early on in my career, I helped launch a brand called Living Dead Dolls. And mm-hmm. we worked on the first six series. We you know, you know, did the ideation, you know, with the way the, 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 you know, the graphics, the, the, the form structures for the things, you know. Uh, anything on any of the artwork. We didn't do the dolls themselves, but we did all the other all the other artwork. Some of those dolls mm-hmm. on eBay, you know, four grand, five grand. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, we have quite a few of that stuff. I'm sitting on a lot of like adventures, uh, not adventure stuff, but like prototypes of things that that are you know, highly collectible. You know, we've done outside of doing, you know. Batman for Fisher Price and a bunch of board games and you know Barbie and, and whatnot. We also do have done a lot of like collectible stuff. So it worked on on licenses like the Blues Brothers and and uh, Run DMC and and on Friday the Thirteenth and you know all this different mm-hmm. this different uh, you know vinyl collectible stuff that you know sells for some some top dollars, which is great. And on top of that, oftentimes I get to sit with the those celebrities and, and work with them on the on the projects, which is always fun. Yeah, it sounds like fun. And then they made these um, dolls uh, to look like these art characters. You know, they made a Frida Kahlo mm-hmm. doll, which I I like. I mean, my son learned about Frida Kahlo from this doll I bought him. And there was a Basquiat doll. <laughs> I mean, it was a very strange doll. <laughs> But because uh, it was a it was a woman, it was a female dressed like. Oh, was it one of the Barbie dress. ones? Like in the yeah, yeah the, the yeah. Mattel doll yeah. team is is fantastic, and, and and the current the current team is is very progressive, and they're doing some really amazing things. And uh, you know, I'm friends with a bunch of them over there, and they uh, it's all very very intelligent, and they're they're pushing they're pushing the barrier. But the great thing is, is that the toy right. industry has also changed for the better in a lot of ways. When I was a, you know, a kid, when people would tell me, you know, in Japan, you know, grownups read comic books and collect toys. And I was like, that sounds crazy. And we all thought the Japanese were sort of odd for doing that. Now, it's commonplace for like some 45-year-old guy to have some action figures in his house and, and you know, and know everything about Marvel. And then, you know, they're watching every Marvel movie. You know, it's, it's crazy. Right, right. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I try not to uh, feel strange if I'm interested in getting an adult uh, doll, like the Frida Kahlo doll. <laughs> and those are beautiful dolls. Yeah, they really are. 
Well, tell me what else is going on with you. I mean, uh, we have a couple more minutes left. Are there is there anything else you're interested in outside of art that we can touch on? <laughs> I mean, your bike. Oh for yeah, example. well, I haven't. I don't stop doing that. Well, I actually slowed down a little bit because work's been a little through the roof. But I uh, I like to do get on my bike and, and ride. This time of year, I, I switch from road biking to mountain biking because. I love riding through the woods in the fall and, you know, here in the, in the Northeast with the, with the, you know, the leaves on the ground and the, the trees becoming bare and a little nip to the air is it, it, great. It, it's mm-hmm. my form of, medi- of, 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 you know, of zoning out and, and meditating. I just, I can get totally lost in that for hours. Absolutely. So you're pretty much in the countryside out there in, um, in Long Island, near your um, yeah, company. well, we're not quite in the countryside. We're we're deep in the heart of suburbia, if anything. the The company itself is located on the the Gold Coast Movie Studio lot, which is actually the largest movie studio lot on the East Coast. Quite, uh, yeah. it formerly was Grumman, the Grumman headquarters, where they built all the fighter jets during uh, World War II and and through the Cold War. So, and the facility that we're located in was used to build the Apollo, which landed on the moon. Wow, I'll have to come and check it out one of these yeah. days. It sounds uh, they're they're uh, right now HBO locked up the largest soundstage. So the actually the largest soundstage in the lot is also the largest soundstage, unobstructed soundstage in in the world, and um, the HBO just locked it up for I believe the next seven years for a TV show that, uh, that's called The Gilded Age. Yeah, I've oh, seen the sets; okay. they're magnificent. But uh, there, I have no. I can apparently not allowed to talk more about it than that. But um, perhaps you can go on and find some details. Yes. If you know anything about Gilded Age New York, you can only imagine how fancy these sets are. Yes, I'm thinking of um, Zelda of and Scott Fitzgerald mm-hmm. and the movies they made about them and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, well, I mean, we're on Long Island, and you know, The Great Gatsby took place here. Absolutely. Yes. I, I forget that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. There's still like remnants of all, the, all, all, all that stuff. There's, there's parts of roads that, you know, the Vanderbilts had their private road. Isn't that crazy? They had a road from Manhattan all the way out, way into Suffolk County, Long Island, their own road. Wow. Wow. Well, I mean, right now I know some people who've been taking the opportunity to sell their places out there just because so many people from Manhattan have been moving mm-hmm. out there yes. recently. So I, I don't know what the prices are like now, but I'm still happy to visit in yes, the summer. Yes, yes. Well, you, you're, was it Sag Harbor or you've got, you, you hang out there? Right. Yes. My son is especially, he just left about an hour ago. That's how I found the time to uh, get you on the phone right now. But yes, he's in Sag Harbor almost every other it's weekend. beautiful sag harbor is beautiful yeah yeah it's uh, very uh diverse as well historically which is good for him being a mixed race yeah as there well. was something recently <laughs> who published an article about that town that's i think yeah. the new york yeah. times yeah yeah so any other plans for uh the next the next couple of weeks for you anything on the horizon how that's a very good question. You know, every day I haven't made any firm plans. I have a few things percolating and I, I'm just waiting to see which one gels because I realized that sometimes when I sit back and don't force things, the better result comes out for me. Uh, so I'm just 
putting a little fire under a couple of things and I'm going to see which one actually lights up. I, I, hopefully by November, I'll know because November is uh-huh. my birthday. So start of the new new year. Uh, yes. Uh, November's child. Yes, that's great. Absolutely. Yeah. February conceived. Uh, we call them in Trinidad ah. Carnival babies. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was good catching up with you. I mean, if you don't have anything else to add, I will just sign off now and um, I'll speak okay, to you well, another time. Okay, well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity and we'll, uh, we'll have to find some time to get together soon. Yeah, thanks for sharing all your uh, wonderful knowledge. Right, take and care. I'll talk to you Bye. soon. Take care. Have a good evening. Bye. you enjoyed this uh, intimate discussion with Matt and myself. Um, Matt is quite an interesting character. I, For me, it's always interesting to see how people mix their work life with their creative life, how they mix different types of creative areas in one life. And um, I hope this was informative as well. And we'll see you soon, uh, perhaps next week with another episode on the Bees and Honey podcast. Stay well. Thank you.